I am so honored to welcome Betsy Freeman, who has been a friend of mine for many, many years, to How to Build a Village. We met in New York many years ago, and I'm so impressed by her amazing background. She's a certified nurse midwife and a single mother by choice and is starting a business to help others become single mothers by choice. She has an amazing and interesting background, having served in the Peace Corps and as a volunteer for Doctors Without Borders. She is currently based in Portland, but I will let Betsy share with us her plans for the future. Betsy, welcome and thanks so much for joining me. Oh my gosh, Jill, this is awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And just, yeah, it's nice to be together and look at my life, look at our lives, right? We're all kind of like on this journey and um, sort of the short story, right? Because it could always go in many different directions, but I've always followed my passion. I've always followed my heart throughout my life and studied anthropology at Emory University. And then I decided to do the Peace Corps, like you said, and was in West Africa in Mauritania. And it was there that I decided that I wanted to become a midwife. I was there as an agroforestry volunteer, but I ended up getting the opportunity to see a birth. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really, I, I want to see this. And so attended my first birth there and then had the opportunity to go to other births. And I was like, okay, this is, this is something to pay attention to. So I came back from the Peace Corps and decided to go to midwifery school. So then I moved to New York where we met and Mm -hmm. uh, went to Columbia University for my midwifery training. So I'm an RN and a a certified nurse midwife. So I have both those licenses and a master's in in nursing. Mm, And yeah, and then I, you know, one of the reasons that I wanted to be a, become a midwife or become a nurse was because I wanted the ability to go back overseas and volunteer again. I had such an amazing experience, you know, really challenging um, in the Peace Corps, but I also saw the value of, you know, being in these developing countries and the need for expertise and skills and knew that I wanted to go back. So I was in New York for quite a while, practicing as a midwife, primarily in the public hospital system. So I worked in Brooklyn, I worked in the Bronx, I worked in Queens, but then decided later on that I wanted to go back overseas. So that's when I joined Doctors Without Borders. And I went to Central African Republic, Mm -hmm. Democratic Republic of the Congo and Nigeria. So again, back to Africa. It's it's, it's so amazing because you've worked in places that have presented you with a lot of challenges and you've always walked away with these amazing experiences and amazing friends. How have you managed to go into these situations where you've encountered challenges and come out with these positive life experiences and these lifelong friends? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, I've always been somebody who has craved connection with people. And, you know, from a very early age, I was always seeking out friends, seeking out meaningful conversations and being vulnerable and helping others. And those qualities has kind of, you know, led me to these experiences where, you know, you're, I'm with other people that are also wanting to help others also, you know, willing to kind of take more risks. And it's, they they were incredibly bonding experiences. You know, you're thrown into these circumstances where the sleeping conditions and the bathrooms and, you know, mosquitoes and sickness and, you know, all those challenges, it's really hard. It's character building, but then, I mean, there's just so much laughter that comes out of it too, right? Cause 
<laughs> you're put in these situations that are like ridiculous. Like, okay, the car ride that you thought was going to be, you know, now it's going to be in three days. So all of a sudden you're stuck in some, you know, small town in Mali or the randomness of, of getting stuck places and cars breaking down with the doctors without borders experiences. It was the medical emergencies, you know, not, not laughing, but it was more how, dire some of the situations were and, and being able to, you know, help the community, but then also support each other. You know, we would in Nigeria, like lost a lot of mothers, you know, during Mm -hmm. pregnancy and birth. And, you know, we were able to, you know, grieve together, process together, get, you know, Mm -hmm. mad together, just, you know, how can this be happening? And so I think it really, you know, even in a very short amount of time, I mean, it was, you know, you'd see somebody, another volunteer would be there, you know, maybe you'd have a crossover of like two weeks or a month or maybe two or three months, but you would like be like so close and then they would leave or you would leave. And then, you know, sort of your heart gets ripped out of your chest, but then like another amazing person would come into the team. And Mm. so it was like this very, yeah, again, meaningful, just meaningful experience, like doing the work that I love with other people who love the work, being challenged and then having, you know, having these stories, but then also being able to educate people about what's going on in the world. You know, Mm. there's so many things going on in the world with pregnancy and, and lack of care and, women dying unnecessarily that that most people don't know about. That's amazing how much you've done to to help that situation. It's just so amazing that you've worked as a as a volunteer in these situations. I mean, how has your experience as a midwife led you towards being a single mother by choice and then helping others to take that step? So in all of these experiences, I always hoped that I would find somebody, I would find a partner. I really wanted to find somebody, fall in love, maybe get married, or at least like make that commitment and have a family. And like I said, I always kind of followed my passion and I kept kind of doing the thing that, that I wanted to do. And I continuously like dated here, you know, went online, dated there, met some people in doctors without borders, but you know, it was all it just never felt right. It never, the connection never felt right in terms of like a long-term relationship. So I sort of hit this like, okay, I'm doing the things that I love following my heart and I want to have a family and I'm in my late thirties. I just finished my last mission with doctors up orders in Nigeria. And I came back and I was pretty traumatized by that experience, mm-hmm. but I also knew that that was it for me. Like I didn't want to do anymore. And that I was sort of on the cusp of deciding whether I was going to have a baby on my own. I really I was scared. I was, I was angry. I was like, well, why didn't it work out for me? I've watched a lot of my friends get married and have their kids, have their families. Like, what did I do wrong? So a lot of just very emotional part of my life when I, you know, I I was scared to make the step forward to try to have a baby on my own. Mm. I didn't want to give up this dream of having a family and doing it in more of the traditional way but I was running out of time, you know, and I knew as a midwife that, Mm. you know, there's this limited window that you have for your fertility. And, you know, I sort of had this like final, like 39 and 40, like frantically dating, like, okay, is this really going to be my story? I don't, you know, I don't know what to do. And I ended up finally starting to try to get pregnant when I was 41. Mm. And unfortunately, my, my levels, my, you know, my lab work, my egg reserve, was even lower was, you know, was, I was worse off than the average 41 year old. And even the average 41 year old has, you know, can have a difficult time getting pregnant. And so I went through a really, really rough time at that point, because 
I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it this way. And then it was like, oh my God, like I, I missed the window and now I can't get pregnant. Now, now I can't have this dream come true, even as a single person. So it was, it was a pretty rough time in my life, several years where I ended up going for going through IVF. I actually, it wasn't even the standard IVF because in fact, my egg, the, my egg reserve was so low that even if you gave me all the IVF medications, like I would only produce one or two eggs. Cause the idea with IVF is that they give you all these medications, you produce, you know, 10, 15, 20 eggs, and then they retrieve those fertilize them and then transfer them back. But even if you gave me all the medication, I would only produce one or two eggs anyways, because I was essentially running out. (laughs) Um, So they ended up doing this very modified IVF where they just, you know, kind of plumped up your one egg and then retrieved that one and then did the next cycle, retrieved that egg and then fertilized. And I had, um, I had the chromosomally tested I ended up with only one viable embryo that, um, that I ended up transferring and it didn't work. Mm. So this kind of, I hit a whole new level of, okay, now I'm doing it on my own and it's not working. And now I can't even use my own eggs to do this and was, you know, really, you know, grief ridden and, you know, not sure that I even wanted to move forward, but I ended up using an egg donor and I was able to get pregnant with the egg donor, sperm donor, and I have my son Ben now. So there's a happy ending to the story. Yay. (laughs) You're on the edge of your seat. I have a child. Yay. (laughs) So yeah, Ben is five. He's awesome. You know, it was, it was a pretty relatively easy pregnancy, a relatively easy birth. And it's been, it's been a challenging five years with him. I will say that being a single parent is very, very hard, especially during the pandemic. I'm sure everyone can relate whoever, whatever your situation is in terms of being a parent. But, you know, I was working as a midwife during um, my, during when I was pregnant and right after my son was born and I was having a really hard time with, I was working night shifts and I was taking care of him during the day and doing night shifts at night. And it was really kind of grueling. And Mm -hmm. so I was kind of thinking about doing something else. And I was really moved to want to help other, other single women or just other women in general, getting this message out of, you know, if you know, if you know, you want to be a mother, and I know that there's so many women out there that just have this very intense longing, you know, it's part of our biological imperative, you know, whether or not we even need to populate the world anymore, we probably don't, but it's like that longing Mm -hmm. to have a child is so within us that coming up with a plan that, that sort of spans your, you know, as soon as you're sort of in your twenties, you know, approaching 30, like, okay, I know I want to have kids. I haven't met anyone yet. Like steps to take where you can do some testing with your OBGYN or, you know, meet with a reproductive endocrinologist, endocrinologist, if you have certain things in your medical history that might warrant that. Um, So just kind of providing this education around fertility Mm -hmm. So that your desire to become a mother is not totally dependent on finding a partner so that you're not dating frantically like, okay, I guess this person will do. Okay. I guess, you know, we've dated for six months. It's time to get married and have a kid because I'm 37, you know, (laughs) so it kind of takes that, like, you know, that, that franticness, that panic where, you know, you could actually be pursuing, you know, your dream of becoming a mother and dating simultaneously. And, you know, maybe it works out. Maybe you find this person and you get married and you have your kids, 
But if the timeline's not working out that way, then you can pursue it on your own and just normalizing this experience that you know, more and more women are doing this and that it's, it, it, you know, it's acceptable, you know, it's, it's, it's becoming more the norm because I think, mm. you know, women are realizing, you know, I think that they're just finding somebody that you're compatible with within that window of fertility, optimal mm-hmm. fertility and building your career. I mean, you're lucky if it all works out, you know, mm-hmm. and having the number of children that you want to have, like you're lucky if it all works out like that and you stay married. Right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so this way it's like, I just wanted to get that word out of like normalizing the experience. Here are the things that you can do. Here's the support that's there, you know, and here's my expertise as a midwife and having gone through it myself, you know, here's all this information and, you know, wanted to do it as, as an online course. And so that's kind mm-hmm. of how that began. And I wanted to kind of move away from clinical midwifery, but then start business as an online business and, you know, get the information out, be able to work from home, have my own business and, you know, build something that I think is incredibly valuable. You know, it just, it's mm-hmm. again, like going back to that thread of like, I follow my heart, mm-hmm. I follow my passion. Like it's, I'm so sure this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Like it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's such a driving force and, you know, I've already, the website is almost completed. Mm -hmm. I already have, you know, a group that I, that I run, you know, it's a coaching support group for women that are thinking about doing it, trying, you know, in the active stage of trying to get pregnant. And then I also run a, um, a childbirth education course for, you know, single mothers by choice, single women who have gotten pregnant on their own and then are looking for, um, a childbirth education class that's specific for single women. So that's up and running already. So it's just been just this very organic, very exciting, getting lots of support from, you know, the community and friends just unfolding. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's, and even just being with you here today, like, I'm like, yes, I want to be on the podcast. (laughs) I want to talk about it. I mean, it's such an amazing story. And I, I love as well, have you, you've created this all yourself, you know, that you're just blazing this trail and, and the community you've created throughout your life, but, but particularly now, now how, when you were going through this tough time when you're trying to get pregnant and you know, it's very, very straightforward. I feel like so many people who've think it's going to be easy and it very rarely is. How did your community help you then trying to become a parent? And then now, as you said, it's, you know, the pandemic was a challenging time for everyone, particularly parents. How has your community helped you through the entire process, becoming a parent and then being one through all the challenges? Yeah. Um, So I was back in New York when I was trying to get pregnant and, you know, I had a great community of friends there. However, most of them were, you know, in relationships with children and, you know, they were, they were incredibly supportive and they felt for me, but it was not, they they couldn't relate on that level of being single and trying to get pregnant on, on, on my own. Uh, I had one friend who was trying and I, you know, I never went to a single mothers by choice meeting when I was in New York, I was a little bit resistant. You know, I was like, Oh, I don't, again, like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if that's my path. You know, they were a very, very active, you know, it's international single mothers by choice, very, very active, you know, more so in some places than others, but 
definitely New York, a lot of, a lot of um, women there. So I never went to a meeting there and I, and I, and I, and I wish that I had, because, you know, in hindsight, like I really didn't have that part of the community. And, you know, when I moved to Portland, I found the single mothers by choice group here. So in New York, it was sort of the, the lowest of the low point friends really supporting me in the best way that they could, you know, dear, dear close friends but couldn't quite relate on that level. And then when I came out here, I, I found the group, um, the local group, and it was pretty inactive, but there was about mm-hmm. 10 or 12 of us that joined at the same time. when we were all in this similar space of mm-hmm. thinking or having started to try or tra- actively trying and all 12, you know, all 12 of us, we got like banded together. And it was just this really incredible experience of, you know, going to brunch every Sunday and like, oh, you know, I got my lab work back and it's this, or mm. I, you know, I tried to do a, you know, an IUI, an intrauterine insemination and it failed or, oh my gosh, guess what? It worked. I'm pregnant. And they're following my, oh. my beta HCD to see if it's going to be a, a, you know, viable pregnancy and, <laughs> you know, oh, it's a boy. Oh, it's a girl. Oh my gosh. I had, you know, bleeding, you know, just the whole journey. And mm. it was so, it was so amazing. And I, and I really feel for the women now that are, um, that are, that are trying or thinking about trying, because that was such an essential part for me. And to not have that, I think is, it's hard. It's harder. I think, you know, we, we are meant to be in community. We are meant to mm. support each other and to not have that piece. I think makes it much harder. And so that, again, like, that's why I want to create these, you know, zoom, it's maybe not quite like being in a room together, but you know, we're mm. all learning that, that <laughs> we have to adjust. <laughs> so yeah. Um, having that group here was, was major for me. And, you know, even with your theme of like moving uh, transitions, you know, I've, I've sort of hit this point where, you know, in my parenting where I think I'm going to move back to Massachusetts because that's where, you know, that's where I grew up. That's where my, you know, my mom and my brother still live. And I have a group of, of great girlfriends, some of which, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, I, I just feel this like mm-hmm. need and want to be, I'm not going to have this traditional family, like to have this friend family or extended mm-hmm. family where, you know, my son's life is, he's surrounded by, you know, cousins or, you know, friend cousins, and there's more adults in his life. I mean, I, I have the moms by choice group here, which is great, but I don't have that larger like friend network that, you know, friends mm-hmm. that have husbands who would want to be in his life. I, I would love to have more men in his life, have, mm-hmm. you know, good male role models. And I, you know, I, I definitely have good community here and, and it's been a hard decision because I, I do love the quality of life here. I love Portland. There's a lot of single mothers by choice and I'm sort of like, okay, how is it going to look in Boston? But I know, I know that there, there's an active group there too. So yeah, I, I think that piece of just wanting love and family, like I think it's, mm-hmm. a, it's so simple and yet it's so complicated in our, in our society nowadays. It's yeah. For all the reasons it's like, that's really all we want is love and family and connection. Mm. And yet, you know, with the pandemic and working from home and dating apps and Mm. not being authentic and not wanting to be vulnerable. It's, you know, we're, we're living these lives that are very unsatisfying a lot of us. Mm. So I don't know, that's a little bit of a tangent, but (laughs) 
<laughs> no, wait, I had that, that connection you talked about when you guys were getting pregnant around the same time and going through that process. Would you reach out to each other with parenting issues? Do you know what I mean? Like toddler tantrums or what have you? I mean, did, did that group stay active through through all of those challenges too? Yeah, we, we have. And, and that's been an interesting development because I think a lot of why I get together with people now is related to sort of the age of the other of the other child and sort of their development, you know, issues and location is huge. Like, where do you live in town? And how is it easy as it to get together? And you know, what is your schedule like? But you know, my son does have some challenges with just emotional regulation and impulse control, kind of more so than the average young person. Mm-hmm. And so it was you know, I would go and hang out with some friends and, it, you know, it was like, he was, <laughs> he was throwing stuff and hitting people and biting people and, you know, exploding. And it was like, oh gosh, you know, it's like too much, you know, maybe that's just me, but it's like, it's too much for everybody else. Everyone else, everyone else's kids are like sitting down properly and reading a book or playing and my kids like running around like wild man. But um, so finding other mothers who have kids that are having challenges, I think that's just yet another community finding and I've done this you know mm. Facebook it's like single mothers by choice with childs with special needs like there's a group mm. you know of those people and so finding those groups where you can just relate on this level and then so many more levels it's just mm. opens up that like oh my gosh this is so hard like oh my gosh I totally know how hard it is because I'm in it too so yeah I think it just it just continues so maybe we're not all together trying to get pregnant anymore although we are still in touch we'll be forever connected that we wanted to be mothers you know and mm. we'll be forever connected that we became mothers as single women and treasure those relationships for the rest of my life mm. and, but then I think you know as it continues it's like you find you find those people that you that you feel closest to, that you feel like you can open up and talk about your greatest struggles or reveal your, you know, crazy thoughts that are in your head. And, and yeah, I feel like that I'm always seeking that apparently. (laughs) You've always been so amazing about that, about cultivating these amazing lifelong friendships wherever you go. How, How can people find you in your capacity of helping others take this journey? Well, so right now the, the website is, is almost done. It's going to be betsyfreeman.co, betsyfreeman.co. Yeah, I know very, I know. I like, I'm like not com.co, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to email me directly right now, betsyfreemanmidwife at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah. So that's the business is Betsy Freeman Midwife LLC. And the website, BetsyFreeman.co. And yeah, I'm all about helping, helping women become mothers. I mean, that's, that's really the driving force behind this because I know, I know the longing I've been there and I want to help. I want to help you become a mother if you're out there struggling. Well, I love it. I love that you made this happen. Well, congratulations. And thanks for sharing your inspiring story. Thank you for having me. And stay in touch. Look forward to hearing about your move. I definitely will. 